はいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはfirst talk I want to do is called finding finding hope in our future for our planet and I think about this talk because I've right now I'm in the middle of the COVID virus COVID-19 virus I haven't been able to open my schools and I've had about you know anywhere from four to six teenagers mostly around the 16 years old up here um, on my land in Mount Shasta working on the land having some free time and doing some mentoring with them and there's a lot of work to do to to uh, manage a piece of property like we have here for the school we have endless gardens um, that we grow our own food we have wild gardens semi-wild gardens every kind of layer of garden really all the way into our woods and our wildlands, which we manage and maintain. Um, and one night I sat down with these youngins and I said, tell me about, what do you think about the future? What do you think about where we're heading? And I said, I'm going to tell, tell it to you like it is first. And I know it's going to be scary, although you probably won't be able to compute it because you're so young it really hasn't hit you yet and and then I'm gonna show you give you hope so this talks gonna be in two pieces okay um, it's gonna be the truth what's really happening and uh, it's gonna be the second piece is gonna be finding hope um, and I I am one of those people and I think I'm fairly unique this way um, Although I think everyone should be challenged to try to do this. And then what it is, is this. Think of your brain as being able to hold two opposing thoughts at the same time. Um, and being able to act on both. And seriously consider both and relate to both and work with both. Um, so I have the side of my brain or the part of my brain. And I'm sorry, I've, there's a lot of bugs out today. It's a hot summer day. Um, that that are um, that the part of my brain that is uh, really can see what's going on I call it the scout brain the, the scout way we have a class in our school called scout way and in the scout way um, we, we, we emulate or learn from the old native scouts and the mountain man scouts that lived in the wilderness that had to the idea was the scout protects the tribe or the community the scout has to have highly developed skills to do so and one thing a scout does is you tell the truth with what you observe directly you don't extrapolate with all kinds of crazy ideas you just simply tell the truth and then you act upon it the scouts were the protectors of the tribe and I often think of myself and this way of living living for our planet is we are earth protectors 
protectors or as you know this whole YouTube site is about becoming an earth caretaker well part of earth caretaking is protecting so I looked at these kids and I told them we're in a lot of trouble today and it it brings tears to my eyes because when I was their age 16 I was on a strong path to protect our earth I was an earth caretaker and even though I was developing into myself, becoming the person that I am today at 65, I was on the path, man. I was out protecting. I, I grew up in Sunnyvale, which is now the Silicon Valley, and it was being destroyed, you know, for houses and buildings. And, but it was wonderful. But I loved it, you know. And as things were being damaged and destroyed, I went out and did my a lot of protection. Some things I did, I can't even tell you. You might put me in jail. But don't worry about it. That's so many years ago oh my gosh I think it was like like 50 years ago where does time go another reason to live your life now it goes fast uh, my have I lived and so I told him I said we're in a lot of trouble today well at, at the turn of the century of 1900 there was two billion people on the earth um, in 1975, when I was 21, there was 4 billion people. Today, there is almost 8 billion and growing. When I was in high school, a book came out by a famous writer named Paul Ehrlich from Stanford University. And it was called The Population Bomb. And he said, our biggest concern for the Earth is too many humans not living in the right way, not living in a conscious earth caretaking way, utilizing the earth, taking, taking, taking from it, and never giving back. And uh, I read that book, The Population Bomb, and it was powerful. And nothing changed since. Absolutely nothing. Nothing has changed. And we now have almost 8 billion people and growing. Every single human on the earth, including me, even those of us that love the earth and work our butts off for it, we still are consumers. We still, to some degree, drive trucks and cars. We still get in airplanes, you know, although with this virus, maybe not so much now. But that'll probably change. Um, we, and we don't give back an equal amount. As I might have said in some other talks, uh, but it's worth repeating in every talk, our native ancestors lived in a way called the full circle way. And they believed that the circle was a very powerful thing and that the circle or round was all through nature, including our earth and our moon, and that the circle of life is we take and we give back and the circle stays full and all things, including us, live well because of it. Now they had to live that way because they were living directly with the earth. They didn't have stores to go to and things like that. Uh, they didn't have Amazon.com to call and order whatever you want. So they, they had to do it. And if they failed, they died. Well, today we are a group of takers, the human race, and we are not leavers. And the circle of life has been broken, and it's more broken every day, and it is vastly broken. I just heard the Arctic had days upon days of 100-plus degrees. This is last week. I opened up Time Magazine and I saw 600 million gallons of oil. One photograph was dumped into 
the Arctic by the Russians. That's all it was. Less than a paragraph in a photograph. That's the last I've heard of it. I read that one million species of animals are on the verge of extinction. I read that up to 70% of our insects around the world are being wiped out. Insects are literally life to all life. Without them, there is no life. I read that 90% of the coral reefs of the world are being damaged to the point of no return. Um, and I, 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 and, and of course, week after week, a few months back, I paid attention to the burning of Australia. And I thought, I just couldn't help but think about those animals in the trees that were burning up. Those koala bears and others. And how they were burning up in that country due to global warming. It was just literally overwhelming for me. And yet I thought to myself, there's no place to dissipate the energy. You take in the pain. You take in the sadness and the sorrow and the fear and the feeling of ineptitude. And you can't disperse it. I go out and I try to garden. I hike. I teach. I do good. You know, I, I vote correctly. I... I give back with money, I, I climb trees, I run with the wolves, you might say, in the wild wilderness of the woods. And, but at the end of the day, it's still right there, a heavy weight in my heart. And I know these kids who I talk to feel the same way, and yet they don't have the life knowledge I have. And it must just be terrifying for them to grow up. And, and here, they've got to do something, but what? Where do they begin? Now, miracles, I believe in miracles. I grew up Catholic, man, until I was like 9 or 10, and then I, my father said, we're out. But I learned about miracles, and I believe in them. I've seen them my whole life. And a miracle could simply be these trees around me. These <laughs> Miracles are everywhere in nature and everywhere in daily life. Magical, miracle, miraculous things happen all the time. Things shift rapidly in our world. I, I truly have hope in this brain at the same time when I know it's absolutely dire. Now, in the long run, I believe the Earth's going to be okay. She's going to suffer. A million animals or more are going to die off onward and onward. None of it has to happen. If it does, eventually I know, and I tell these kids, and I believe this, the Earth's just going to kick us off. And she'll remake herself, just like she did after the elimination of the dinosaurs due to the comet and the four or five other extinctions that happened before that due to volcanic eruptions, global change, ice ages, and so forth. Our mama, our Earth, is a miraculous being. She is a living miracle. Our home. Our home. And she will take care of herself in the interim. But I feel like she's waiting for us. She's being incredibly patient. And I think it's really, really important to know that. But the time has run out now. The next 50 years, and really probably more like 20 years, even 10 years is going to define how we humans live on this earth and what we're going to do. And part of the miracle of the earth is we showed up. We humans are a miracle. And even though we are a destructive bunch, we are also the ones that made the national parks and the wilderness areas and the ones that help countless people when they're down and out 
and we create all this incredible technology and we've sailed around the world and we've gone to the moon and you know we've it's we can do it <coughs> we need an awakening we need an awakening and i believe we have to what's going to happen and I, I tell these kids as dire as it is and yes it's so dire that in your lifetime kids if you're 16 or so life as we know it's going to be over I truly believe that can be shifted and it takes right action it takes being educated it takes <coughs> what does it take to get a human being off their butt and into action I'm a teacher I'm looking for answers if this situation now is not one with our earth, it's not going to do it. Nothing will. You have to get up and be a part of the change, which means caretake land. I don't care if it's a deck. Provide habitat for wildlife. Join environmental groups and fight for the earth. Send money, if you have it, anywhere you can to help with the earth. Vote, vote, vote. Create massive marches. Nothing changes things more than ever. Last, this last month when I watched that man, that, that African-American man in Minnesota murdered over eight minutes, and I saw the people that just naturally and organically took to the streets for him, that gave me hope. Why can't that be transferred to the earth, fighting for the earth? And I believe it can. It takes every single person taking, owning it, and doing something. So there you have it, folks. It's all going to happen. I can't believe it. I told you 50 years ago when I was fi 15, I was on this path full on. And here I'm 65, 50 years later. And 50 years from now, it's all going to be decided. That is unbelievable. So get off your butt and do the right thing. I have this great sticker that says, get off your butt, get out into the woods. That means get out into nature. And a lot of these other talks I've given are about building your relationship with the earth. Feel her pain by loving her, by interacting with her. Hike, swim, climb trees, work with our planet. And then feel her pain and then do something about it. But we are at the crescendo the defining moment in human life on earth. What will we do? What will we do? If you ever, if you plan on having children or you have children, especially young ones, when they grow up and they're, and it's 50 years from now, or 20 or 30 or 40 and it's all coming down, if they look you in the eye and say, what did you do in 2020, in 2020? What did you do, mom, dad, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, grandparent? What did you do when we knew what was happening to our planet to prevent it from getting to the point it is today, which is uninhabitable? Can you look them in the eye and answer that question? <laughs> 